Hello, East Glenville Community Church. This is Jessica Munn, and I am here with Pastor Mitch for episode five of So, I Have a Question. And this week, we're looking at both uh, the talk on Sunday... What month is this? October uh, 10th. 10th. And uh, Sunday, October 17th. Right. So, uh, Mitch, thanks for joining me again. Oh, yeah. Uh, so before I jump into my questions, though, I actually want to start with kind of a sentiment. Uh, and it's something that I, I've heard a little bit in my small group, but I have been really enjoying this material and learning a lot. However, I like can't seem to just like take what I've learned and like go apply it yet. Mm. Like I, I can't like bring it with me and be like, okay, like I know how to handle my next argument. Um, so can you kind of explain like where we're at and maybe where we're going in the series? Are we going to get to that point? Yes. Um, yeah, I I get the sentiment and I've had a few others express kind of similar ideas. And so first of all, like this is difficult material and um, to apply it, the reason I can't just say we'll do this, this and this because it's also situational. Mm-hmm. And if I would give you a general blanket, do this all the time then it wouldn't it, there would be situations where it wouldn't apply and they could actually lead you astray um so it's i think the th- helpful thing for me when i first started engaging with this is hearing lots of examples and being able to sort of categorize in my mind when when is it applicable and when is it not and that's the, also why we're doing the discussion groups mm-hmm. is it's not like i have some grand wisdom or even that this training is so you know, thoroughly encompassing that all you need to do is study it and you have it down, hearing from others and how it's applied and misapplied, um, hearing how we tried and failed is sometimes is helpful. But to to get where you're going, we do, it is methodical in in where we're going. So it's, we started with just talking about the nature of conflict, what, what gets it going, what's it do, the kind of damage it does, some of the background to it. That was the first message. Mm-hmm. This last message is how do we tend to respond in negative ways and, and first introducing how might we try to respond differently. Mm-hmm. And then the next four messages are really the, those four points that, um, lead to um what we can do versus what you know how we how we tend to so there are going to be different examples and stories that that might start help filling out how do i respond in these situations okay so thank you yeah that's helpful there you go okay um with that so i'm gonna start with the sermon on the nature of conflict so that Mm -hmm. was uh, two weeks ago and my first question is you were talking about how, like, we see the first example of conflict in the Bible is really right after the fall in Genesis. Uh-huh. Uh, we see people throwing blame and making excuses and pointing fingers. Um, but one of the things is that, like, con- uh, you had said that before the fall there was no conflict. But I'm sure that doesn't mean that Adam and Eve, like, you know, always perfectly agreed. So what, like, what would the ideal of a world without conflict maybe look like? Yeah, it is hard to imagine. And really, we look forward to the day when there will be differences mm-hmm. without conflict. And so, in some ways, it might be easier to even look ahead 
in the the eternal city like in the kingdom that it talks about at the end of revelation like it says we bring all our differences into that city the kings of the world earth Mm -hmm. come and bring bring their the the good their gifts into this eternal kingdom so i i believe god will bring together people of all nations tribes and tongues so so there'll still be differences and yet there won't be conflict and what might that look like and i mean i can only guess but like we would defer to one another we would um set up others for success we would um you know if 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 someone says well i really think this is the way and you think otherwise you would have the humility to to consider their idea and not not fight for your idea mm-hmm. necessarily though you might still also have the inner confidence no i really believe this is the right idea so how does that look like in reality that'll be fun to see mm-hmm. how could it look like how can you have disagreements and differences yeah. without conflict and that's what we're try- we're supposed to model what that could look like mm-hmm. and so I, so i have a question for you yeah have you ever seen like times where it came close to that there's not like a very specific example um i know that so i can yeah. maybe to spur your thinking mm-hmm. the times where i've seen it is usually you and I both share the parachurch ministry times. And so Young Life would have camp assignment months. And I remember when when an assignment team was really spiritually tuned in Mm -hmm. and listening to one another, you could really have a functioning smaller group of people and just each one defers to the other. And um, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. And now it never lasts, right? You know, it's, but that's part of the thing is those are short term, I guess, short term mission opportunities are the closest I've ever seen that happening. I was going to say some of the, the examples I was trying to think of if I could get a specific one, but I know that like in, in InterVarsity, when I was in college, me and my staff worker, and when I was leading that, and then my staff worker was also the assistant, one of the assistant pastors at the church I went to, and I lived with him and his wife. And so between that, like between my church and that ministry, I think I've seen a couple of like good disagree, like, yeah, conflicts handled, handled well. Um, but uh-huh. I couldn't like, I, I can't pinpoint one. And I think a several of them, it's more of a, I was like way on the outside. Okay. Um, so it's more like a secondhand. I telling. see. You weren't in the thick of it. Yeah. And I guess what I would emphasize is it was that for that short time, Everyone is so focused on the kingdom work mm. that they do set aside their own selves more naturally. Yeah. At least for a time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So another question. Uh, so you talked about the three uh, triggers of conflict. Um, they were like God-given diversity, uh, misunderstandings from failed communication, and uh, the third was selfish, atti- selfish attitudes. And to me, a lot of these sound like, specifically two and three, sound like the human condition. Like, just like that, that is what sin looks like. Because, so I, I was wondering what your yeah. thoughts were. Well, I'm going to argue with that a little bit because, I mean, I think it is the human condition. 
but none of those are inherently sinful. Mm. They they arise in a world that's broken, but misunderstandings, you could, you know, both people could be in a sense without sin, but they still miscommunicate. Um, it, it's to be tired and grumpy is not in and of itself a sin. Mm-hmm. We all get tired. We all get grumpy or have that attitude. It's what we do with it. So I guess what I would say more is it sets up the conditions in which sin can take root. That makes sense. Just as God had said to, to Cain, sin is crouching at your door and it wants to have you. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are things that like, that that's when sin is crouching at our door. Yeah, no, that that does make sense. Thank you. Mm, there you go. It's good to have a definitive answer for a change. <laughs> you know, yeah. every once in a while. Uh, okay, so the next question. Uh, you mentioned the idea of worldliness, which was the idea that world, um, the world captivates and shapes us. Mm. Um, and so is there a way that we can mitigate the world's influence um, on us completely without withdrawing or never leaving Christian circles? Okay. Um, did I use the word captivates? Because I don't know if I did, and otherwise that's a good word. I think you did. Okay. Well, if I did, in other words, some, you might have captured it even better. But uh, but the world captivates us and shapes us. Um. So, yeah, yes, it, that's that is the challenge of Christianity. Jesus said, "You're you're you know you're in the world, but don't be of the world." Mm-hmm. And that's that's always a tension. Um, how do we how do we do it? One is be aware of both tendencies: the tendency to huddle and shut out the world. Mm-hmm. And if if I was trying to convey something in the Jonah series, yeah, I think that idea, um, you know, the idea that Jonah was supposed to have compassion or give thought to the Ninevites, even though they were the enemy. Um, but the idea of of huddling. Versus the idea of letting the world just shape us and form us. So one is be aware of both tendencies. The other is, as I think, the call to have a devotional life where we regularly bring our life before God. Um, and we're, we're not just studying the Bible. We're bringing to God our life and the things we've done. I do a lot of journaling. And it's thinking through, this is what happened and I'm letting, in a sense, trying to give God permission to to, to speak to that, mm-hmm. you know, or being ready to hear what might God say about how I spent my week. Yeah. And I think that's helpful on that um, as well. And so, so I have a question again for you. Yeah. What does worldliness look like to you? How would you, how would you picture that? Because mm. I wonder if it is a little different generations like, what does worldliness look like? This one person might be different to another, but also a younger versus older. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it, for, for me, it's like it's like the norm. Like, what, what do normal people my age, how do they view and think about and okay. respond to the world? And I think for me, I, I see a lot of that in, like, you know, shows or, like, television or... Um, you know, what series I'm watching type of thing and my peers are watching. Okay. Um, or like how they're responding to political things. So I think that for me is like 
for me, I just assume that worldliness is the norm, and then I look to see how Christianity is different. Yeah, well, that's not a, that's not a bad way to go. I, I guess the answer I was thinking, you know, what would I say? Yeah, would be the the person that's so caught up in getting ahead that mm. they will do whatever it takes. Okay, I see. Stomping on other people, um, or the one who's so concerned with getting the comforts and security that. Um, that affects how they treat others. Yeah. So captured by the goods of the world. Yeah, I could see the the desire for comfort and to have uh, mm-hmm. be able to have fun is definitely some things I've I've seen. Yeah. Um, or want to enjoy life type of thing and not not necessarily. And anyone who gets in the way of that, you're willing to. That's that's almost the idol that you're seeking. Yeah. That will cause you to lash out at people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so the I wanted to then move to this past week's lesson, which was on the slippery slope, as you called it. And you talked about our two, the two main kind of human responses that we see, which is either when we encounter conflict, we either attack or we escape. Um, or you said like the, the fight or flight scenario. Yeah. And just to clarify, like the, on the, the thing, there are good responses peacemaking responses it's where do we fall off into um these these attack and escape responses right so the the diagram's almost like a hill and then when you get too far close to the edge you slide down the slippery yeah because once you start going down them you, you tend to go further down yeah yeah okay um yeah so when most people in, or at least for me right when i think of somebody who like gets angry easily or anger management or something like that um i think of somebody who attacks primarily um and so i'm assuming that that's a general kind of uh cultural view of that like you know most people just assume like oh if they anger management problems means you like punch your fist through walls or something like that right um so i was wondering how can is there a way that we can get better at noticing when we're doing is escaping because um, okay. I feel like it's more subtle and then or like settling for the, the fake piece, as you called it, where we're, mm. you know, we're just avoiding it and we're not actually reconciling and dealing with it. I think there's all kinds of of escape attacks almost. There's the whole silent treatment. Mm, I will not talk to that person. Um, I will or I will be very cold to them Mm -hmm. and that is it's kind of a combo in some ways you're distancing yourself um but it's also a subtle attack there's um avoiding people i i refuse to sit on a committee with them or um i think there's you know as far as showing anger Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of it is the whole let's mock them in front of others, mm. whether it's slander, mockery, um, just generally putting them down at other occasions. So I think there's all kinds of ways it happens. And I think it's so much easier to see in others. Mm. And, um, you know, how do we notice it ourselves? We have to listen to our own words. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we always do that very well. Like... Um, if we find that we're avoiding someone, we should be asking ourselves why. Mm. If, you know, if 
if we're saying things that that are negative about someone, hopefully we would learn to catch ourselves and say, well, you know, why do I even, you know, why am I thinking that? But even more, why would I need to say it? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think on the more subtle terms of, you know, am I trying to get people on my side against that person? Mm-hmm. I think if that's one thing that this training has got me conscious of is um, when I'm speaking ill of others, it's, it's, it's almost like the first sign. So our words yeah. are a big key. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Thank you. You know, when have you, how have you seen people either attacking or what I was talking about? How? Yeah, I, I have seen, I remember my sister had one friend who was chronically known to do the silent treatment. Mm. And so like, you couldn't tell if she was just having a bad day and just like didn't want to talk or if she was giving you the silent treatment. And if okay. you didn't know how to fix it, um, it used to throw my sister nuts because like, I can't tell if I'm in bad standing with you or like, and if I'm in bad standing with you, I don't know why and you won't talk to me so I can't resolve this. Uh-huh. Um, so I've, I've seen that before. Um, mm. I've seen some of the, the avoiding. And I think as you were explaining it, it's like almost a passive aggressive like attack. Yeah. Kind of a like... I'm going to just like drop hints that I'm not happy with you and like say little snippets and comments and here and there, but not actually Uh outright say what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm an observer of people. So this is maybe not how I'm doing it myself, but so I remember long ago when I was brand new to ministry, I had a guy that was taking me around to this other ministry and I, um, and he, he was just very critical of how they're doing things and critical of the people who were in charge of it. Mm. And like what my thought that went through my mind is, okay, is cause he was all, sort of on one of my, my board. And I'm like, is he going to be doing this to us when he, when I do something he doesn't agree with? Mm. And that, that's sort of what occurred to me at that time. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. And I think realize we talk about I, I, I someone else asked me about this like, well, you know sometimes I have escape and attack. Sometimes we do flip back and forth, mm-hmm. and in fact, it's quite common to escape, 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 deny, 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 and then it just it's like the the yes, yeah. you, and then all of a sudden you're on full attack mode, yep. and that's when you see things blow up. Mm-hmm. Right, I put up with this as much as I can, so now I'm going the other direction. Um, so I have a question for you. What, what's your natural? Where do you tend to go first? Yeah. So this and this was actually one of the things I was gonna, I wanted to bring up too because so for me I, it's a little bit situational, but typically I'm an escaper uh-huh. by default, unless. <laughs> Unless the reason I'm mad is because I think you hurt people I care about. Mm. Then my default is to attack, um, which I just is a fun dynamic that I have learned about myself. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, if somebody else attacks me first, it's more likely that I will also meet like their level. So if they're, if they're escalating things, I'm going to follow suit and match them. Okay. Um, and so, so it does for me often depend. Right. I think that the the marquee thing is someone did something to you Mm -hmm. and they don't even realize it. How do you want to handle it? 
Is it, I need to go talk to him and get this settled. Or I'd rather just avoid this and not, and put up with whatever. Yeah. That's, that's the area where you could tell. And I know I'm, I will tend to put up with it because I don't, I hate opening a, a Pandora's box if I can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it would see, when I was a kid, my sister would be the one who would get into screaming matches with my mother and I would be the one who would go and run in my room and hide. There you go. So definitely more escape. Yeah. By default. Yeah. Or the, I mean, one way of escaping is I, you know, I, let's just not talk about this. Let's just, mm. let's do something else. Let's change the subject. Yep. So when, when it needs to be dealt with. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So one thing that intrigued me was you mentioned, you tried to make the clarification that escaping isn't necessarily the same as like taking a healthy pause or break yeah. in between resolving or, you know, having an argument. Can you kind of dive a little deeper into that? Like what's the differences? Um, how do we, how do we know maybe when it, a break would be very helpful? So I had a couple different answers that occurred to me on that. The f- first one is just it's not directly answering it, but I've learned for myself when I'm conf- confronted with new ideas, I need to think about it. Mm. And I've had people critique me and I'll argue with them about it, but I'll also think about what they said. And then sometimes, yeah, they have a point. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the, the initial conversation, I won't be receptive, but I'll, I'll process it. And so that's not quite what I was talking about, but I think that's one dynamic I've seen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm talking about when a thing gets heated and you feel the anger and you know if you're going to say something, it's going to just going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. You could tell you're you're ready to go onto attack mode. I think that's the time for a pause. And how do you, how do you tell the difference? Well, one is you got to make sure you're not using that as a weapon or a tactic. Sometimes you could do that because you know it will actually bother the other person to put that conversation on hold. Mm-hmm. And so you're using that as just one more way to dig at them. Um, and the other factor is, is being willing to set a time to can set a time to talk, you know, saying right now I'm very frustrated and I'd like to think about this and pray. Can we talk about this tomorrow after work? Mm-hmm. You know, Versus, I don't want to talk about this or, right. you know, being it's fine. indefinite. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just ignore it. Or, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so another question. Uh, so you focused on Matthew 18 and the dynamic of how Jesus talks about dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that it seems like in some circumstances, the goal is always reconciliation, but it seems like sometimes in this world that's not possible. Um, so I was wondering if uh, I was getting that right um, from the, the passage when they were talking about, like, you know, if, if they still won't settle things, then, like, treat them as a pagan or a tax collector. Yeah. I mean, I both think there's profound wisdom in what Jesus says, and I, I struggle with how to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it, it the good thing is it gives you a way of processing it and there are really two ways to look at that passage 
I we I've went to it with the attitude of there's conflict going on. Right. It also is often and maybe well applied in church discipline where someone's has sinned objectively mm-hmm. and they're you're trying to bring them back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, where conflict is can be that, but it's also different. Um, but no, it doesn't always work. It's plain and simple is sometimes people just walk away. Mm-hmm. And I've seen plenty of examples, in fact, too many, where conflict leads to one person just leaving the church, leaving the group. And so there's never reconciliation. Not only is the issue not resolved, right. but there's not reconciliation. And the point of the, that I want to get across, I think Jesus is saying is, reconciliation is important, mm. is valuable, not just resolving the issue that's the thing you're disagreeing about, but seeking to rest reconciliation, restoration of the relationship mm-hmm. and to work towards that. Um, on how do you, you know, if that person is, is not willing to engage in that conversation, how do you treat them? Well, that's when it's like a tax collector or a pagan. But how did Jesus treat tax collectors and pagans? Well, he befriended them. Mm-hmm. He ate dinner with them. It doesn't mean we shut them out of our lives. Um, it it might mean we don't have them in the inner circle of leadership. Mm. Or, you know, th- that might change how we relate to them as far as trusting them. Mm-hmm. You know, but it doesn't mean we shut them out of our lives either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's helpful just to kind of be like the even with reconciliation in the church, like it doesn't mean that if there's like, you know, if there's a big enough conflict or issue that happens, it doesn't mean that everything's going to automatically like revert back to how it was beforehand and everything's yeah. all buddy buddy like sometimes it takes some time and the the relationship might look a little different right. on the other side. You know, that's where if you watch too many movies, it always ends up a perfect mm-hmm. harmony in the end. Yeah. I mean, we have the body of Christ. We we call to love each other even when there is um, differences in how we approach things. But ha- have you ever seen something like this handled well in your your time? Like, when have you seen conflict handled well within within a Christian community. Yeah. Um that example's more discipline. Uh conflict. I think one of the um so we had an issue on the leadership team I was in in university at one point. Um and a, a lot of it was an issue of just a how did we approach approach evangelism? Okay. Um, so it was one of those things of people versus numbers. Like mm. I, I want to just, I don't want to think about the quantity. I just want to focus on the people and then the others being like, well, but we won't know like maybe what tactics or what is working unless we count, the, look at the numbers type of thing. Um, and the way that it was one of those, like kind of finding a common ground, finding ways to still work with each other and kind of satisfy both ends, um, I'm trying to remember if there was like an exact conversation. I think actually one of the, um, one of the solutions that we came up with though, as a leadership team was giving people the space to be able to step down 
if the position they took didn't seem like it fit them anymore or wasn't okay. what they were expecting. And so in some ways, instead of making someone suffer through a, a, you know, a working relationship with each other on a leadership team, when it's just constant conflict and, and not necessarily like bad, just like tension, constant tension or something yeah. like that, giving them the voice to be able to say, actually, this isn't what I was thinking. I would rather step down. Yeah. Um, and that, that actually made everything feel a lot healthier when we allowed that and didn't mm. like be like, no, you signed up for a year. Like you must fulfill your whole year. Okay. Um, Accommodating, finding yes. ways to accommodate so that it could work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can think of so many um, different conflicts that, that are small and it's hard to use as, as a, and um, the one that, came to mind just now is we were trying we were trying to do a new type of of outreach service Mm -hmm. and one of the key people involved we we wanted to move it to our fellowship hall instead of the sanctuary because we're trying to engage non-church people and one of the people just couldn't see it Mm. and and it was a pretty long i mean a long night of arguing and um but he prayed about it and and then God says, even though I can't see it, I'm I believe God's got something in mind. And so I'm just going to trust that you guys are. Mm. Um, so he yielded, even though he he was a pretty main leader in the church um, and said, I'll, I'll in a sense, trust in God that. Yeah, because the because there were other pretty much everyone else was in unanimity that we needed to go this direction. Mm. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's, that's a Christian way to say, it's not that we are just, oh, we never assert ourselves. He, he was quite assertive, but when he sensed God's leading through these other people, he, he trusted that God was doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So then, uh, the next part you started talking about the different, uh, peacemaking responses mm-hmm. that um, you know we're gonna explore more in the next couple of weeks, and so it was the first one was go to higher ground or like seeking to honor God in yes. all our situations. Uh, second was get real about ourselves. The third was gently engage others, and the fourth get together on lasting solutions. Um, and so the one that I wanted to kind of or I had a question on was the second one, which was get real about ourselves and. Um, I feel like that can be really hard. So I was wondering, especially if like you're riled up in the heat of the moment type of thing. Um, uh-huh. so I was wondering if you had any tips to share and I feel like I'm, as I'm asking it, one of the answers you already kind of gave was that you do journaling as part of your, yeah. um, spiritual disciplines. So I feel like that's a good example. That, that is how God has, has guided me. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is that's after the fact. Right. Right, and that's not what you're asking, but I still think it's it's part of it in thinking things through. I mean, a lot of this could mean going to people later and said, "Man, I'm sorry, I I approached that all wrong." Mm-hmm. And it's not that we never get heated; it's that when we do, we see it by God's help, and then we, you know, we're humble enough to apologize for it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah and and ideally we'd see it while there's still a chance to to make it right or you know own up to it um i think in the you know in the moment it's it's setting the principles in your head like i don't speak evil of others Mm. um i don't raise my voice i don't you know you know whatever it is it's like what are the things that show anger um trying to say i don't do these things so if i want to do them that's a sign to me that 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 we got to back off for a minute or need some help Mm -hmm. um praying with people is you know if if you're starting to get there hey hey can we pray about this or learning to hit the pause button Mm -hmm. um those are some of the things that i think in the moment can back away from the the falling off the cliff Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions on that? Like how to... I was trying to think. Like for me, I know big, usually, especially if I'm like in a heated argument with someone, um, usually it means that I am not noticing that my emotions are like getting... Um, yeah, English. Um, heated? Yeah, I guess that works. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like stopping like just pausing and breathing and being like okay like what am i actually feeling right now that's influencing how i'm thinking and responding type of thing Hmm. um i can i've had to or i've realized after the fact several times that i've had to do that and i'm trying to actually do that more and just be like okay stop like what what am i like what are the things that i'm basing my argument off of or that like what are the truths i'm assuming are they actually correct type of thing like, that's exactly what getting real about yourself is. Yeah. It's, it's thinking through, you know, what part may have you played in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm working on, been reading Psalm 39, and just part of it came to mind. It talks about, um, my heart became hot within me mm. as I mused, the fire burned, and then I spoke with my tongue. Mm. And... When it goes then, but when he speaks with his tongue, he speaks to God, the Lord, not to the people he's angry with. But that whole image of our heart became hot within me and the fire burning. And what do you, as I'm, you know, then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, help me see this. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. And I think the only other one that I've, or an idea that I've, heard of that I've used a lot is uh, this idea of like a lightning rod and so like sometimes if you know if it's a if it's this minor offense that just rubs us the wrong way type of thing or it's a um, some external processing is needed I found that like if you go to a, uh, confi- a confidant and just kind of let everything out to let all the emotions out and yeah. you know something I feel like you know that's definitely something we could do to God in prayer too but sometimes being able to do it to a person we trust who's a third party or who won't right. like um who will just kind of ground you and uh then maybe say one or two things but won't like go and spread it or take it personally or right. something like that. Yeah, doing it in a way that you're not gossiping or slandering yeah. but you're getting it out. And also knowing that are they the kind of person that wants to work you up? Right. Cuz you have you know some people like, "Oh yeah, you go tell them. Yeah. You know, that'll, and you got to know who you can 
right. talk to about that stuff. Yeah, not somebody to work you up, but somebody yeah. to ground you as a lightning rod. And so... Okay, I see, the lightning rod. Yeah, so, like, my one friend, like, if, if one of us is heated, we'll just call the other and be like, okay, I need a lightning rod right now. And then you're just like, okay, like, just throw it at me, I will ground you, and then yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. And, uh, and it can help, sometimes it can help to have an outside person help give you this perspective of where you might have gone wrong like well yeah. did you consider like yeah you said they did this but did you consider that this is how you responded and that might not yeah. have been helpful so well and what did paul say i plead with yoda yodia and syntyche to agree with each other in the lord and i i turn to you my fellow you fellow yoke fellow <laughs> it has this weird word and you don't know if paul's actually talking about a person called syzygous <laughs> Or if he's talking about the yoke fellow, the fellow people there, mm. help these women agree with each other. Yeah. You know, these women have labored with me in the gospel. Obviously, they love the Lord. Obviously, they love the kingdom. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be that hard. So help them, you know, and yeah. we need each other to do this because, yeah, we're not as good as it as we think. Was that one of my points? <laughs> yeah, the first one. Yeah. Week. We're not as good at this. We're as not as good at this as we think we are. Mm-hmm. And as much as I've thought about it the last ten years since I've, I think it's been nine years since I first took the training, I'm like I still think I need to work on it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I figure if I keep doing this as a sermon series, <laughs> eventually I'll I'll have a handle on it. I had a I had a professor say that the third time through teaching something is when you finally actually learn it. Okay. So you only got to do it one more time. Well, this might be my fourth, actually. Oh. <laughs> so, Never mind. I didn't say twice anything. as a sermon series, the other times have been in smaller groups. But, yeah. Okay. Cool. I think that's that's all the questions that I have for today. Okay. Well, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is what, looking ahead, like what what do you think would be helpful to get into? You've kind of went that way a little bit, but what what's... yeah. What of you know the rest of the series? Would you think I need to hear this the most? Yeah, I think that I'm thinking two things. So one is we kind of talked about it before we hit the record button of just like as many like a lot of this is situational, uh-huh. and so as many examples of uh, um, I'm a big proponent of examples. Yeah. And so as many as possible that look differently that would work in different situations with different people um, would definitely be helpful. And I think the other one is actually really just the, like, kind of a twofold of encouraging and, like, equipping us so that, like, like this is resolving conflict Jesus' way. Or, or like, you know, in a, a vision of what revelations could look like mm. type of thing. Um, it seems like it's possible. Like, yeah. a, like it's, it's something worth and that, like, I can actually work towards in my life. Mm. Um, so this kind of that constant encouragement of the like, no, like we can actually do this better and let's like, it's worth the work to do it better. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can be encouraged cause it does, it can work and it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you start to get a handle on it and you, you hit the nail on the head earlier it, when you're both people are in the Lord and they're both wanting the same thing i think it's definitely within reach Mm -hmm. simply on a theological level we are united by the spirit and and you know paul doesn't say create the unity in christ he says keep the unity Mm. 
and it, it's created for us. It is a different level when you're dealing with people who don't share the same values. Then, then it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. But even then, the things we learn can be helpful. So I think it, and it is worth it when we can get there. I think it's impactful when we can get there. And the example idea is is why I do hope people engage in the discussion groups because mm-hmm. that's where we hope to hear from each other on, well, this situation happened. I, You know, we had a, a great example in our discussion group. I won't share it, but just he, he went through and he kind of outlined how the conflict played out and what he did and and we were able to affirm him that hey he did well with this and mm-hmm. um even though the result wasn't ideal yeah so yeah i'm glad i'm glad people are engaged i'm thrilled how many people i i kept having to reorder more workbooks um because i you know and we have a few left now because I did one more reorder than maybe we needed. So if someone hasn't gotten one yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see where the Wednesday night groups are, are overflowing. And I know some are doing on Sundays. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. So No, definitely, definitely good to be able to kind of work through this together as a church. Yeah. So. I pray this will undergird our ministry going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Pastor Mitch, thank you. Uh, for joining me again this week and uh, for another great discussion and we hope to see you or talk next week. All right. Thanks, Jess. Yep.